0: Rose gets real, Avery gets angry, and David gets dumb. Coming up on The Fraudcast. In
1: the state store abroad, no one's safe from the talkers of fraud. fraud. In the state store abroad, no one's safe from the talkers of fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the grab to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is The Fraudcast, and now, here are your broadcasters.
2: Hanakawa and Katrina.
0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, crew, broadcast crew. Mm, Top of the morning. Top of the morning to you guys. We're recording this uh, in the morning. It's 7 a.m. for Hanakawa, who is here with me as always. (laughs) Say hi. Hello. (laughs) And for myself and agency who's joining us today, it is uh, 10 in the morning. So say hi, agency. (laughs) (laughs) High agency. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been here in a couple of episodes. He's joining us today. Uh, we're going to have a lively discussion of what we saw because there's lots to talk about. We also have some tell-all tea coming up for you guys. Um, this will be posted on our, um, our Instagrams as well, and I'm sure it'll make its way to Reddit. We will get into that as we, as we can throughout our discussion. But we're going to have a lively discussion of... We've got some um, Ed and Rose commentary and some Ash and Avery commentary. And then we have some self-quarantine edition where, oh, my God, um, I don't know what TLC was trying to do to us with Caesar and his t- feet on air, but we'll get to all that. So we're just going to jump right in before the 90 days. Let's start with Dave and Lana. I think
1: this is a this is like a case study in, uh, in cognitive dissonance.
0: Oh. <laughs> so okay given what we know that this whole scene going into the candy shop the restaurant meeting up with the dude at the door if we take into consideration that all of that is just fake producer driven bullshit what do we think about this issue with Dave talking to his friend about what the private investigator found. I personally think they're sort of different because what the private investigator is looking into is sort of separate from his little adventure agency.
1: It just seems to me like this guy's really dug in on this narrative that he's constructed for himself. And this notion that, you know, there is a girl that looks like that that's into him, his, his, There's too much of his personal identity and ego that's he's created. And he's I think his high level of emotional reactivity, the fact that he gets so mad so quickly shows that he can't he can't look inside and say, yeah, you know, I, I may have called this one wrong, guys.
2: And see, I think he's getting mad mainly because. He's seen Lana. He's talked to Lana and he's having people tell him that she's not real. Well, right. He's video chatted with her, mm -hmm. he said in the show. So how is he not? How does he not know it's Lana?
0: Right. I think what what. What is being, what's happening is right. Lana's real, and we see this on social media. We've been talking about this. People saying Lana is not real. You guys, Lana is real. She's a real person. What's not, what what may not be real is her feelings for David, as far as wanting a relationship and all of this. I think this. What the private investigator brings out that she's on multiple sites, which we already knew. And she's under multiple multiple names, which we already knew. We found all of those, right? So we know that she's done this. We know that the thing is the quote-unquote agent puts her pictures on all of these various sites to find an American husband. We know that that happens. That she's probably talking to other men, yeah. That Dave believes they have an exclusive relationship over the last seven years and are going to, you know, become a relationship and get married, that's where I think, quote unquote, might not be real. So, I mean, you had some thoughts when, when this was being discussed on, on the discord, you had some interesting thoughts agency.
1: I did. I better check on this. (laughs) Um, Well, I, I mentioned that um, it's not just that David has this, because we were talking about, sort of what is his psychological need that's being fulfilled by him being involved in this mm-hmm. with this Lana person. And, you know, we were talking about he has a desperate need for companionship. But then I also theorized that he, he sort of his his notion of who he is as a man, his sexual attractiveness, his youthfulness and his vigor is sort of caught up in the fact that there is a presumably 20 something year old Ukrainian model type that's into him. And and that seems to kind of prop up his no, his self perception and self identity, and to have all of that come crashing down. Right, the the humiliation of having spent a hundred thousand dollars on something that wasn't real, four trips over there that that didn't pan out. There's actually that he was being he was duped into thinking that a twenty two year old girl was actually is she twenty I don't know how old she's supposed to be, um, a girl that looks like that's in, into him. Um, that he could that he could have this future, and then he looks so foolish to people, and he's beginning to see how the outside world might perceive him. That's too much, and he's got to throw up these big these big time defenses, and he uses angry emotion to to shut it down and to, to push to push that off that that criticism away from him. That's that's kind of what we were talking about. This is the kind of quality conversation you get if you join the Discord, by the way,
0: which is a Patreon park. If you join our Patreon for. Th- $3 a month, patreon.com slash the broadcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's really interesting. Um, you know, you, you said it early on the, the cognitive dissonance uh, associated with him believing in this. And then there's the sort of psychological backstory that he constructs this narrative that re- that he he's required to construct this narrative in his head in order to continue to believe this ruse that Lana might be into him. And, you know, Lana may be into him uh, and several other men as she tries to pick an American husband of, you know, that's this transactional nature. Right. And I think deep down he knows that it's going to be transactional, but he's okay with that because of what he gets out of it. Right
1: hmm I mean, to a certain extent, a lot of these relationships are, are transactional. You know, if we're looking at this this season, Ed and Rose is transactional. Um you look at past seasons, um, you know, people like like you know, like uh Karini and Paul is somewhat transactional. Mm-hmm. Um Well
0: this is a theme you know. we see
1: over and over. <laughs> yeah. It is Michael a theme, but this is, this
0: is
2: a different one too, because I think with I think what Dave, it's a lot of boredom where he is. Like m- uh, most of the people, like they say, I couldn't, I couldn't find love. I didn't have luck, uh, where I was or in America. And so that's why they expanded their horizons. Dave is actually different because he has enough money to, I would say, you know, pretty much pick a place and find someone desperate enough to come over. Right. But yeah. he has a preference. He wants the accent. He wants the look. He loves the culture. Mm-hmm. And that's why he is honed in on um, using this specific dating site and finding a specific type woman. Something that's different to me other than what we assume we know from the site that Lana doesn't make any money from it. What is her benefit of talking to him and not making money But also not meeting him to go to America. That's what doesn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. as far as the storyline goes. Um, You know, but of course, the, the show makes it seem like she's scamming him for cash. But we know now that she's not getting any cash from this site. The specific site that he's talking to her on does not distribute cash to the women. Right. So what is her gain on stringing him along? other than she didn't want to meet him or she found a reason not to meet him or she didn't even know his ass was in Ukraine and couldn't meet him. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's, there's all kinds of different theories, but I think it's a lot different with Dave versus Ed, where there's not a, a desperateness. It seems like it's more frustration that he has sunk all his, you know, time into something and expected a turnout. And we didn't see it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, too, I mean, this whole sunk cost fallacy is something that we we see a mm-hmm. lot with um, with these couples. And and you see it with couples like Colt and Larissa or uh, gosh, almost, probably more couples than we don't see it with. Right. Like over the years, over the seasons where they're fighting, they're arguing all of this stuff. But you know, they've spent so much time cultivating this relationship from far that at this point, the person coming over, you know, even though they can do better, probably, you know, as far as that transaction goes, they can get probably somebody better or whatever, maybe somebody who actually has money, things like that. They've already invested this time and effort into cultivating this relationship that's going to get them to the United States. At this point, once they get to the United States, they got to put in another two years to get that condition removed from their green card, and then they're free and clear, right? So they, they, I, I personally think that there's a sort of, you know, not not necessarily risk benefit analysis, but you're an analyst, Hanakawa, like whatever that. That decision make matrix that happens in that process Ex-
2: expected uh, performance value over your actual value. <laughs> there you go. Um, like, that's like it's project worth it. management. Like, like, but instead yeah, of- it, it's worth him going out there. He's put this much time into it. Um, in one of the comments he left on, I think it was maybe one of my posts actually, he clarified that he wasn't just talking to her for seven years that they were off and on friendship over a span of seven years. That puts a different perspective on, mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't been sitting there chatting her up, just her. Well, and we know years. that from
0: seeing the screen grabs from the site where he, you can see he's got messages from other women. So he's clearly, he's yeah, messaging He's, not, other he's
2: not putting all his eggs in one basket, but this basket is particularly full
0: (laughs) and maybe maybe lana enjoys that friendship maybe that's the payoff she's getting and she gets a better friendship with him than she does with any of the other american men she's chatting with who are just like you know maybe they're just ogling her and like trying to do like computer phone sex or whatever and david is providing more of an you know an intellectual conversation or more actual conversation
2: right so david is end game right Um, but everyone else is, is still around. Like, who knows? Like I, you know, you see the sites that people are posting that claim that she's active as of like yesterday. Does it mean she's active with men that she's chatting as potential lovers or is she just on the site chatting with people who she considers friends? I don't know how it works. I think she doesn't have to
0: pay to chat, right? No. So it's no loss for her.
2: Right. And if you're if you're, you know, maybe a lonely person, like I would assume she has friends and she's social. But, you know, if you
0: she also lives in a remote area of
2: Ukraine, she lives in a very remote area. I can see it not being very social. It doesn't look like it's jumping much. I can imagine her escape is through the site, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why she's still active on it, because she has friendships that, you know, friends with people who are okay paying to talk to another friend? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's sort of the model for OnlyFans, right?
2: Oh, I don't want to jump into OnlyFans. <laughs> you don't have to pay to talk to people on OnlyFans, and I dive as deep as I want to go on that site. I'm out. Speaking of OnlyFans,
0: um, Evelyn from no, Corey and Evelyn is now on there. You guys. And <laughs> and no, we don't. It. We're, we're don't not care. Gonna- we're not going to try to get on there. So we don't need donations to join that. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like to remind people it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, I can, I, I can imagine that, you know, where she lives, it didn't look very exciting. I don't know. You know, I, I find comfort in chatting with my friends online because I can't go out right now. Mm-hmm. So I understand the mindset. It's probably just, you know, the website of choice that could be a problem if she doesn't speak English well then yeah she might need someone to help translate but you know and she could talk to anyone in the world if she is using a translator this is true but I digress um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the private investigator scene um, because that Almost felt like the Caesar calling the airlines to figure out what happened to the ticket. Oh, OK. Um, the person didn't offer any more information than we could have found out in a Google search. Our fellow Instagram bloggers have found and we have too, like all the sites that Lana is currently the face of. Mm hmm. So what more investigating did this person do to find? I mean, that's it. That's a good point. She has multiple sites. Good job, Sherlock. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very, very good point. I'm so proud of you
2: for doing a Google search, but offered nothing else. And Dave wasn't even surprised, which is another indicator that I smell uh, a fake scene there. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there was a premise of, They actually did want to hire a private investigator to see, maybe to confirm what David was thinking. But all this did was cause friction between him and his two friends, the couple. And like I said, I just don't think that that call was authentic.
0: So maybe the guy who opened the door at... (laughs) quote-unquote lana's house they they just got him to to be on the phone for this because they yeah
2: just just cut him a check open your door and we need you to say these five lines over the telephone and and he's like everything is and
0: then he gets you know enough the the amount of money he gets is equivalent to like half a year's salary in ukraine
2: (laughs) i would do it yeah i can make like, like half my salary on one phone call i'm
0: on it i still i still stand by this again i have no um evidence to prove this but i stand by that he and the woman at the restaurant her husband and wife and they just found this couple who you know could at least you know whatever like they looked you know oh the blonde the blonde lady and her husband I, I I believe that the woman who owns the restaurant who was like, oh, this happens all the time, even oh, though we know it doesn't. Got- <laughs> I believe that she and the guy who answered the door are probably married, and they just have had this couple, and they say, we need one of you here, and one of you here will pay you this. You need to just say these lines and pretend to act these scenes. And they said, okay.
2: like That's that's my see, theory. That, that would be some interesting stuff. Just, because, for, just like, from what I know, know from a production
0: standpoint, like how they right. produce this and how, like... David has basically one producer with him. (laughs) Oh, he's a producer and a cameraman basically with him in Ukraine. Like, and they're making all this shit up. Like, it seems like, you know, the producer went into this candy shop and says, oh, this is let's do this, you know, and And found out that her husband lived like an
2: hour away and decided to go and visit him at their apartment.
0: Yeah. No, I think that not the candy shop lady, but the, the restaurant lady.
2: Oh, the restaurant chick. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean that that's all we can speculate yeah on that one. i'm just
0: I'm just speculating that I have absolutely no evidence to support that. you guys and make that clear. Um, <laughs> this is a Katrina, you know speculation. This isn't a broadcast break or anything.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would have been more surprised if that was actually an address that Lana gave him and it ended up being like her uncle or something like that would have been a spin that I would have enjoyed, yeah, you know. Versus or just her a random dad address or something. It's just some random guy
1: who was expecting
2: pizza and got Dave. <laughs> was not happy.
1: You got to ask for your money back when that happens,
2: right? You like the wrong delivery came. This dude came with the camera, asked me to start an
1: OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans of whatever his name is. I would join that dude's OnlyFans. No, you wouldn't. Him and, him and Igor, I've joined their <laughs> OnlyFans.
0: Oh, I loved Igor.
1: Uh, to yeah, lie. I mean
2: I, I just like it it spilled from the private and guest investigator to I almost felt like the conversation with his uh guy friend. I'm really bad with mm-hmm. names guys, sorry, was a little authentic because that guy was just like, dude, like you gotta wake up. But like I said, Dave's like, I've seen her. I've talked to her. Mm -hmm. She as an individual
0: is real. What may not be real is the relationship. But right. Her feelings for him, maybe. Yeah. You
2: know, and that and that's why she has stood him up multiple times. And, you know, then he says, well, maybe she's too shy. I get that. But it's like, how frustrating would it be to go someplace? And the reason why you didn't meet somebody who came all the way to see you was, well, I was too shy. Yeah. You know, so it just, I don't know. It just makes me, like, wonder if she even knew he was in Ukraine doing all this filming. Like, (laughs) how much of this was, like, producer opportunists going, well, we're still going to go to Ukraine. You
0: know what I mean? I don't know. Well, fun fact, the producer that was in Ukraine with Dave was there it was the same producer that filmed the Natalie and Mike, the aliens stuff in Ukraine.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> exciting to know. Yeah. He was, so the, this guy had to, so wait, was it
0: afterwards? Well, it's I was like, this poor guy had to deal with filming Mike and Natalie and then, and then he was there. <laughs> so they said, okay, you have to film this. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. I would just be like, no way I'm leaving. And there's some other filming. Did you see what
0: I just filmed. <laughs> there's some other filming that happens after David leaves, but I'm just going to leave that. Um, mm, okay. Hmm, okay. Uh- <laughs>
2: what could it be? I do not want another Maria-style bullshit. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, they're all in TLC's. All into "Fool Me Once," shame on you. "Fool Me Twice," good ratings <laughs> uh, this season. So. Another Maria style reveal seems to be. Uh,
0: I don't. If we do I mean, have another Maria style style reveal, and I'm not saying if we are, or we aren't, but I feel like it's not going to have the same wow impact that the world, you know, the day the world stopped turning when we saw Maria.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Really? I th- I think it. I think it would because like, and if you, I don't know how, how much time you spend in the comments of Instagram, but. Like, 99.9% of people do not believe we will see Lana. So if we do, I think that is going to be quite a shook moment for the audience. Okay. Because, like, we're all expecting this to be, you know, a catfish or, you know, Igor on the other line or Williams. So.
1: Well, listen, if they can find Williams, I would be more impressed.
2: Right? (laughs) I want to see Williams. I want to see an interview for Williams.
0: Can I I reveal... What I know about that situation from the tell all for Williams? Mm-hmm.
2: sure, I think we if people would like to know
0: uh we don't see Williams. Williams is oh, not gonna wow. be. wow, shocker, I know fucking shocker, so the tell <laughs> you guys, and we'll get into this a little bit more. the tell all film this past weekend, may like third, fourth, second, third, fourth, like, and they did it via Skype for all of these various couples. And, uh, they, they kind of like put them all together. They did each couple individually and all this stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, big shock. Williams did not appear. Um, who did appear was an relationship expert (laughs) who talked about catfishing. (laughs) Stop it. I swear to God. It wasn't Ash, was it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we have some other tell-all news about them. We'll get to them, but uh, no, some other instead of Williams, they had some guy, some person on there. But when well, you know, what also is, is interesting is TLC has provided um, psychology services to cast members.
2: They've had that, yeah. For they've a had few that before already, yeah. So, which is really needed for this one because you have people jumping off Instagram, you have cast members attacking each other, yeah. You have. Uh, Ed, whose head got too big and thinks that he is the only cast member of 90 Day Fiance. Um, <laughs> yeah. They they all need a smidge of therapy mm-hmm. after this season. A smidge? I, f- I feel <laughs> like a I smidge. do. I feel like I I need therapy because yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm dealing with this. <laughs> there's, just been, there's just been so much stuff and drama and oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, even the past cast is like, sat down a little bit. They're like, they're watching now, too. Like, yeah. you guys aren't acting up? Laura, where are you? You know? And no one's doing anything.
1: Yeah. While we're <laughs> on the subject of Ed and Rose, just based on some of the some of the stuff I saw floating around the internet this week, are we going to start calling him Edo the pedo? No. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Not that I'm trying to start something on, uh, on the no. internet. But, yeah, but that I was don't. kind of the... T- that was the tone I was picking up on this week.
0: Yeah, so where that comes from, you guys, is Ed has this tendency to go live all the time with um, people who are underage. Even though he has, um, as we discussed last week, he has like a disclaimer about it, but they don't read that. You see these kids, and I know, Hannah Cowell, you discussed that Ed appeared on this like popular YouTuber Uh, PewDiePie. so,
2: you know, he doesn't, so when you do your lives, right, and you have the people who are saying, pick me, pick me, Mm -hmm. you can't see that they're a kid. Right, you just see a username. When you're in their live, you just pick them and the kids end up there. So, like, I feel like there's a bit of a, like, he's not choosing to go live with children. Children just so happen to be going live with him. Yeah. And the problem is that his audience is of a younger age. They're teenagers. They're, they're the yeah. Twitch viewers. They're the YouTube viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what he's going to get. He's got like, you know, 250 something followers and probably 80% of those are underage teenagers. Yeah. So that, that's who's going to be in your life.
1: <laughs> well, I was having a discussion about this uh, offline and, you know, even if it's all completely innocent... In the world of social media, it's a bad look. It's such a bad look because all it takes is like two screenshots and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, I think <laughs> you know? he, I think you're he like, knows
2: it. And this this will we can actually just dive into Ed and Rosemary. we talking about. Yeah. Him. But this this jumps into even the YouTube world. So him and Rosemary both sh- jumped off and made a YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he has like five thousand followers and Rosemary, who just appeared on social media like literally two weeks ago, has now come has, in.
0: She's come in on fire.
2: <laughs> she has like over 200, she's probably close to 250,000 followers on Instagram. She is now verified because people are making a shitload of fake accounts on her. Mm-hmm. And she also has a YouTube, which has about ten thousand followers at the time I'm saying this. And she just started so it, like you know, she just started. ago so you can hours tell ago, yeah. where people are leaning towards their
0: sympathies in this couple. It's definitely not towards Ed. Well, yeah, um. and that's why, and 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 with good reason because Rose completely tears him a new asshole and says to Ed what we're all thinking during this episode. So, you know, I love her.
2: I'm done. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Like
0: Ed tells Rose that he doesn't want more kids and he wants to get the big snip, which, by the way, is something you should probably have told her before you got on a goddamn plane, which is something that she tells him. During this conversation. And she's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, I wanted to see if we were compatible. Well, fucker, that's one of the re- things you determine compatibility is whether or the not. The only want thing wa- he was
2: measuring compatibility with was his dick. He wanted to see if his dick was compatible with her. Yeah. And he had no care about compatibility of wants and desires. Because, you know, he came to the Philippines going... I want this, I want this, and Rose has to prove this, and I don't know if I want to propose to her. I need to know she's not in it for this and this and this and this and this. It was all his by conditions. Way, yeah. Right. By the way, I'm withholding information about, say, my height. And She doesn't, she brushes it off. Forgiven. Okay. I think this is the last straw for her. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes in there like a wrecking ball, tells her, You know, shave her legs, brush your teeth better, do this, wear this, and then turns around and was like, oh, by the way, I've been keeping this really important detail of my desires versus your desires. Yeah,
0: with no, um, like, with no care at all about what she may want, like, as a human being and in a potential partner, what she may want in a partner, Right. And he's
2: like, I'm 55 or whatever the hell his age is. And he goes, I don't want more kids. Well, then maybe date someone else who's 55 and doesn't want more kids either. Mm hmm. Like like if you're dating someone younger and it seems like he went after someone with a kid so that he didn't have to deal with her wanting kids like, oh, you look, you already have one. Um this is perfect, because okay. then maybe you'll be less likely to want more. And Rose is like, no, I want a kid with you. She's like, I want a couple she more kids. She told him that before he got his ass on the plane, and he still didn't say anything. So I'm with her. I'm you Absolutely, know, and I think the entire like, internet and the
0: entire world <laughs> the is entire with The
2: entire internet is with Rose, because she called him out on his bullshit, and he just sat there dumbfounded, like, oh my god, she's standing up for herself. She, shit, she, has, do do she has
0: thoughts and feelings and wants and desires. She's not just a fucking Holy doll. Holy crap. Oh my god, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, one of the things that was interesting about it is that um, you know a lot of times these these relationships are kind of transactional, right? Ed is an extremely insecure person, right? We see this from the from the moment we get out. He gets on the and show, and probably like, with so, good reason. Yeah, he, he he's really insecure. I think it's not, but it goes beyond just the, his physical appearance, right? You know, this is a guy who got married to what seems like a very lovely lady. And she did on her two years later. He knows that there's not all it's not all, um, you know, you know, sunshine and lollipops inside his soul. (laughs) So he has he carries with him some some insecurities. And so I think that's part of why he, you know, a site of, you know, going to find someone in the Philippines could be appealing to him because he knows that he has something significant which could lure Uh, someone to him even though he doesn't feel like he's that that much of a catch which is the ability to come to the to the u.s Um, but what rose has shown us is that you know that's not enough (laughs) there's a there's a limit to what a ticket to what a ticket to the u.s will get and it's not going to be her dignity and you know what? good for her good for her for having the the gumption to to kind of call him out on bs because i think that he sort of assume that his ability to bring her over would comp would compensate for the less desirable characteristics of his personality and his um, little bit of bait and switch tactics.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't like his 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 idea of courting. Well, if that's what we can call this. You know who else was doesn't was like, his, like
0: you know what else doesn't like his courting is the entire cast at the Talal, and they let him know that they don't like him. <laughs> so tell all T yes. At
2: the tell all the cast mm-hmm. all tell Ed shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he's, he is not a fan or cast favorite. He has fans, but n- like, I feel like all these fans are not just 90 day. Fans. Well, Tori Spelling like is doing a
0: grilled cheese cook off with him. Like what the hell? What, what are, are these people seeing in him to- that we don't see? What is
2: Tori Spelling even doing now? True. Nothing.
1: Burn.
0: Right?
2: (laughs) So, of course, she wants to get back in some... It's the same thing with Trisha Paytas. Like, she just wants some more followers. She probably wants more attention. I'm thinking, like, the last time I saw Tori Spelling was in a really bad Lifetime movie that her dad produced. True. So... (laughs) <laughs> i enjoyed it fair i love the bad lifetime movies but i'm just saying like you know if he got on there with celine dion or jennifer lopez then i'd be like oh shit
0: okay well you know, i think bring a- it's possible that these people who um are are becoming his fans aren't necessarily like deep into the 90 day world like we are and watch it no. the way we do so no. they don't see him they just see him as this like sympathetic character with you know these physical <laughs>
2: Well, Attributes. he's a goofy guy. He does, like, a cosplay thing. He does, you know, he dresses up and does goofy stuff. He's been in the Twitch world, and his Twitch his Twitch gig is cooking. Um, so he does things like grilled cheeses and all that kind of stuff. So, like, he has viewers from Twitter and Twitch that probably don't watch the show, or now they watch the show because he's on it.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: Um, but he's also, I believe, signed on with a...
0: Would you call it PR? I think representation, like an agent or a PR person, like an
2: agent. I think he's. I. Mm, I don't know. I think he signed on with an agent who is um, helping him get out there a little bit better. So, you know,
1: doesn't he also have like a clothing line or like a brand he's launching?
2: Oh, yeah, that's that's controversy, too. So, I mean, I don't (laughs) I don't want to dig into him without mentioning that Molly is doing it, too. She's selling masks. Mm -hmm. But Ed is also selling clothing and he's like launching his own uh, mask line. And a lot of people are lashing against him for this because it feels like he is trying to profit off of a pandemic. And like a lot of these 90 day stars are going to have to like tread lightly with that. Well, and I but mentioned people, Molly too, yeah. because I can't say him without Molly. If you're getting mad at, at
0: him for selling masks, then you got to get mad at Molly for selling masks. Right. Uh,
1: do you though? Cause like Molly had a, a clothing business, right? So now she can't sell her custom made product. She's got all this material. It's like, well, Got to do something,
2: right? But we're comparing to say Annie and Annie's doing that too. Yeah, Annie and David—they didn't have. Who a are donating line. the masks that they're making?
1: Uh oh, uh oh.
2: They're not selling them. They're just making. She them. is working her ass off to donate it to uh, frontline workers. So I would, I would draw a line to. There's a difference. There. Absolutely. Like if Ed was donating these. To hospitals. So to Ed ne- cool. neither had
0: a pre existing clothing line business that that transitioned, no. neither does he is he donating these, like making them himself and donating them like Annie is. So he is different in that regard from both Molly and Annie. Right.
2: He's probably having it made in some off site location for three cents a mask and he's selling them for thirty five bucks.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like those what, those Kardashian kits, right? You know, it's 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 not like it's a repurposed thing for the situation, which is what I see Molly's business as. I mean, you know, I remember seeing posts on 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 Reddit in the early days where people were just like tying bras to their faces like, oh, look, here's my mask. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, you know, it's like, oh, let's you know, I guess you can like okay, cut here, cut here. Not It that works ever seen- if
2: you have like a size C
1: or lower. Yeah, <laughs> not ever,
2: when you when you start getting into you know the full cups, then you have a full face mask. And yeah. We don't need
1: that. Yeah, not that I've ever seen one, obviously. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like it, it, it's it's a natural extension for for Molly. Like you know, and also because she's not making any money, that was her her source of income, and so now she's transitioning into a way she can meet a need and still and people maintain some income. It, yeah,
0: and people do like to support these you know small businesses during. Yeah. You know, during this time. Yeah. Whereas Ed is just like, like t- oh, let me pay three cents a mask to have these made some drop ship location in, you know, in China and then have them shipped out from there. Like versus he's sitting in a sewing machine like Annie busting his ass, making yeah. these and donating them.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're all they're they're all different. And, and you know, like evaluate them all on their own merits. Would you guys like to move on to Lisa and Usman? Sure. I wouldn't say I'd like to move on to Lisa, but it is necessary to do
0: so. (laughs) Mommy finally gives the blessing, as we discussed last week, but now they go to the marriage registry, and and (laughs) Usman appears to ask for the very first time, apparently, what appears on screen, what he needs to do to get married to this uh, woman from America. Lisa gets mad at him shock she complains about everything but she this is a big deal she came out here specifically to marry this guy right and he's appearing to be asking for the very first time what is necessary for um marriage so is do you guys think this is real or is this tlc frauding
1: well it's real that jurisdictions want to verify whether you're legally eligible to marry Um, you can't get a k-1 visa unless you can demonstrate to the u.s government that you are legally eligible to to get married. So that's, I don't think that's a BS requirement. What is BS that is that Lisa didn't think that maybe she should just bring her divorce decree just in case. Also, I went to the, to the marriage registrar's uh, website for Lagos Nigeria when we were wondering if the whole Angela needs a witness thing was a bunch of BS. right? And, and if I could do that in five minutes from my computer, Lisa could do it in five minutes from her computer. Right. So this she is... was
2: too busy looking up Usman's social media, though. But... <laughs> she got to
1: keep. She got to watch them females. It's a full time <laughs> job.
2: But if we remember, there was an interview that Usman did with the, um, what was it called Lip Service, where he was explaining that he wasn't even believing that Lisa was really going to come out there. I don't think he thought it was going to go this far. Oh, so, no. so I don't maybe think he, he was didn't... prepping at all. So maybe he thought didn't or ask. Hoped. I think he hoped that it wasn't going to go that far. And then all of a sudden she was over there and there was a film crew and he's like, well, I can put out some music (laughs) and get famous and, you know, get some benefit out of this. But like he looks like he's a deer in the headlights as this wedding is like full steam
0: ahead. And uh, yeah, I don't think he expected it to get this far. Do you think Lisa may or may not have, do you think she would have done this Google search ahead of time or was she relying no. on him to do it? She was relying on
2: him because she, what she did was she delegated her understanding and she <laughs> delegated all the, the work that needed to be pre-done to Usman and then expected him to do it. And he didn't. And he didn't because he's, or he's, at least he's, appears that he's thinking at least it, everything it, 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 is here. It, what? Yeah. yeah. Just ask them to send it. I'm like, dude, it takes like three days just to like get through the court system to ask about a document, let alone get that yeah. shit back. Like you, you do not get documents that quick here. Yeah, like, no, no, I have, have easy to access
0: to my divorce decree uh, because, you know, you I need, need to, it's in my closet. <laughs> I've needed it for, you know, changing my name, things like, you know, cause I, I went back to my maiden name and part of my divorce decree, there's a separate order that, reinstates my maiden name and Mm -hmm. um so i've had to access those documents for a variety of reasons right so i don't know how long lisa's been divorced or what if she's needed those but
1: she said five years ago so okay
0: mine was five years ago and i could still tell you exactly where my divorce decree is i have access to it at work and i have access to it at home
2: (laughs) i don't i don't think i don't think that lisa is the same type of Because we also have, you know, we also have younger kids. You know, there's a lot of things that we still have to, like, present that for when we're talking about, like, custody and, you know, who's allowed to do this and that with the kids. And this is what the decree says, blah, blah, blah. Um, Not that anyone ever follows those fucking things, but... (laughs) You at least have to know where important documents like that are like, right? When you Mm -hmm. become an adult, you need your birth certificate. You need a social security card Mm -hmm. and you need any court records that will save your ass if you are going to get thrown in prison. (laughs) So those are the things that you need to have easily accessible and ready Mm -hmm. at any time. Right. Um, it's like my PSA announcement there don't don't do what I did and like grow up and forget those really important <laughs> lessons. yes have access <laughs> to those when documents you trying to get a job with the government and they're like uh you need to prove that you're a citizen I'm like oh well fuck um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oops yeah
2: um yeah so I have a little bit of uh I want to call it tea but it's like herbal tea right now because I'm still working on it not piping hot it's not piping hot. It's, it's getting there. Steeping. It's, it's brewing.
0: Brewing and steeping. Okay.
2: So we all know and love Soja Boy's I Love You song. Mm-hmm. It's playing everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. This tea. We okay. know
2: it's important, right? Mm-hmm. There is There is another musician who came out with this same, a song that sounds about the same. In about June or July of last year, and it's it's quite suspicious because it has the same doo 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 sound. You know, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> how'd that go again? <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to post it when I when I get deeper into it. But the artist's name is Dolly Pizzle, and he is a Nigerian. I'm gonna say rapper. And he, um, he knows about it, right? The song is called Ododola. Okay. And, right? And he, so in a message, (laughs) in a message asking about if he knew about this I love you song, he goes, yeah, I sang Ododola and I've released that song a long time ago. I watched it on YouTube because I've been receiving a lot of tags that someone else stole my song. He goes, I checked his page already and tried to listen to the song. I'll make amendments on things. I don't know what that means. He goes, thanks. I really appreciate that. So This
0: is your conversation with him.
2: This is a conversation between a fan and him, and I've reached out to him also to confirm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so it seems like there's probably a competition of who got the song out first, because I think that soldier boy and lisa got married around what was it october yeah so that that leaves the timeline for when he actually maybe wrote produced that song in the open it could have been around summertime so it's more like where did the song come from first right and if people are wondering what this song sounds like yes. Yes
1: it
2: has the same opening it's basically the same track being played so i don't know if this was maybe like I, i don't know Royalty free music <laughs> that they both decided to make a song to. <laughs> well, which came first? Which which are? Artists- that's what I'm trying to figure out. So this guy said his song came out in July of 2019, and we know that's around the time that Lisa and Usman were talking. And Lisa says that he made this song. I don't know when. So that's that's a little bit of digging we have to do. But you know, everyone has been bringing up this song that exists along with Soja Boys and. Like no one's addressing the elephant in the room with this. Well, so. you know,
0: this is the kind of thing that the that like copyright lawsuits are right. You, you file mm-hmm. a claim, say whoever claims the other person stole their their stuff would have to file a lawsuit and, and claim copyright infringement. And then this is the the fact finding that the court engages in is all of these right. things is who came first.
2: Which- if that's how it happens in Nigeria.
0: That's true. In America this is how we, it would work, right?
2: Right. Like I have no clue how copyright works in Nigeria, if it exists, how they combat against it. So Yeah. You know. It's all I mean in our in our in our, you know, court system yeah. this would be something that would probably be easily handled. I don't know how it But is, it's
0: still it's still a pretty in depth fact finding. I mean I took yeah, I remember when I took I uh, entertainment law <laughs> in law school, you know, a million years ago and I i I it, it was an 8 a.m. class so I wasn't like super you know into it I <laughs> didn't remember a lot from it but it um it, there's a lot of stuff it does just because it sounds the same doesn't mean it's an automatic win for either you know for the party like they have to see like when when it came out um how much of it is similar How, was when the one came out? Was it out to the public? Did the person, you know, it, it, like copyright, it depends a lot on first use, trademark and stuff is first use versus registration versus all these, there's all these little factors that, that are involved and you have to engage in this fact finding. So it's, and then they can say, well, you clearly stole it. And then I think intent matters. Right. Right. So that's the lukewarm tea I have, but I think it just needed to be... It needs to be flushed out. Uh,
2: ...brought up slash addressed, because it's floating around social media. It's not, this isn't the first time it's been brought up. But uh, it, it would be interesting to see what goes with that. It It doesn't seem like this guy's really angry. So, you know maybe he's the one that ripped it i don't know <laughs> who um, knows maybe they were <laughs> not i'm trying to meter his response and his response is kind of like oh yeah
0: maybe they did it that. together and they both are getting that it- could well be thing
2: but you know what i'm kind of what i'm kind of going on is like TLC has a tendency to fabricate situations mm-hmm. and Who knows if, you know, like, you didn't hear about Soja Boy until, like, the end of the year 2019. Like, all of his music, since he's a, you know, he was a famous rapper when Lisa met him. But there's no songs that predate the time that the filming starts. So I don't know how she heard of him. Hmm. Right? There's no, like, records of concerts. Uh, he did this whole spat of like being pretending he had was winning awards and Denny's or something like that. (laughs) And like, I don't, I don't understand like what they were, they're trying to make it seem like he was some, you know, award winning celebrity rapper, very famous. And if you ask, if I ask a lot of my friends who live in Nigeria, granted, Nigeria is large. They're like, who? (laughs) So he's probably famous in his state, but I don't know if that is radiating out to the entire country of
1: Nigeria
0: correct hmm
1: yeah are you saying he might have been a, been a Yahoo boy first and a famous rapper second a
0: famous Maybe. rapper well we know that's yeah. what he wants to do is become a famous rapper in the United States he's mentioned that he wants to be in the United States many many times that's his goal so
1: take it until you make it <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're talking about fake storylines. Can we just like deal with the Yolanda and and move on real quick? <laughs> yeah,
2: real quick, because her segment is so quick. What's a reverse image um, search, you guys? Finally, they do reverse image search.
0: Nine ten episodes in. <laughs>
2: she should have done it when she first saw his picture. And, you know, in the back of her mind,
0: whatever this guy really looked like, she thought this is too good to be true. And what's the old saying? If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I feel you know she's like I never heard of reverse Google
2: image search, and I, I give it I give it to her. She probably did not have any clue about that. Um, that is rather new, and it's kind of in the the younger crowd yeah, yeah. <laughs> to know to go and do that. And you know, people who have watched catfish or something like that, which this is where that story should have been. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we know that Yolanda is faking this, a lot of this, right? We know this. So I just can't, I have no patience for the storyline. I'm so over it. I have nothing to say about the story.
2: Right. Like we know she's reenacting. I feel like there was probably a small seed of she was talking to someone and it ended up being a catfish. Mm-hmm. And maybe she was trying to get on the show when she felt it wasn't a catfish, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to redo it to have her kind of reenact that and draw it out. Because you notice, like, if you squ- squish all her segments together, she feels like, just one episode. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's not, it's not well, enough like, once they, filming. Well, like, once they found out it was a catfish, they had to, like, re- re-image her storyline.
2: Yeah, they, they had to, you know, get some more writing into it. Because she doesn't, I, I'm going to say she doesn't go to Europe because we're, like, what, two, two, two episodes... Until the tell And we saw a text I message. I imagine she's not getting on a plane to go anywhere. Yeah, we saw a text and message
0: between her and Uche where she talks about how TLC has to come back and film. Right.
2: And, and she never mentions that she goes to Europe in those text messages. She, He asks, did you see him? And she just goes on this... I, I don't know... I don't know if she was all there when she was talking about it. Cause she just kept referring to like other stuff, but you know, who knows what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think she went to Europe no. or England at all. This um, one who, who else she's going to, who else she going to meet? Like, we know she's not going to go to Italy to meet the actual model that they, you know, rip the stock photos
1: of. So. Well, if you want a hard segue, maybe she'll meet up with Tom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: He could be like, it was me. The whole time.
0: Well, you, you like, know,
1: Tom calls. What? The, the, there's all these. This Look, Darcy, I've moved on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but so, but we see Tom. Tom calls his girl Shannon, and and everyone's it like
1: looks suspiciously like Lana. Right. Okay. Oh my God! It's all coming full circle. It's the grand unified theory <laughs> of ninety days.
0: Uh, um, Okay, so so Shannon is this girl that he, you know, at least on the show, what they say, which is actually true from what we know in real life, is Tom met this girl, Shannon, um, the one that he's in the pictures with at the Versace show in Milan. Um, We also know and from in real life that they were only together like a couple of weeks. So, you know, he's he's talking to her like, oh, well, this is going to be like this long term thing, but it doesn't last very long. She's you know, they each moved on. He moved on to this girl, Amanda. They've now since broken up, but that's a whatever. Shannon is engaged to this other guy. So, you know, they had a brief fling. It was, you know, was what it was, whatever. And, you know, I guess they got their, you know, 15 minutes. Well, I don't know. Tom's is like, you know, 45 minutes, hour and a half. I don't know the fame at this point. (laughs) But yes. Since we're talking about Darcy and Tom, Mm -hmm.
2: like a a lot of fans are reacting with why are you still Mm -hmm. dragging on their story now that they're two separate? Like they broke up.
0: Hmm.
2: And are we following Tom for a specific reason?
0: Yeah, we're following, are we following Darcy. Darcy for a specific. We're following reason? Darcy because Darcy and Stacy will have a spinoff. Great, but, but are, why are we following fun. Tom still? <laughs> I th- right, just to clear like out feeling, his story, we'll f- give him a clean ending. I don't
2: know. Give 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 us closure about where he goes. I don't know. I'm hoping maybe some closure for him because I. Just don't want it drawn out like Jesse's, where we have a what now, and it's about Jesse just going around dating random fucking people who are probably paid actresses as well. It's just all too weird how like that story just like exists in its own bubble, but they forced it into this before the ninety days. Like, what's going on? Yeah, just to fill up some space, probably. Yeah, and I mean that's all we get from Darcy and Tom. Let's close
0: out Tom's story. So we can just give a clean ending and move on. You know, end it with oh, he and Darcy broke up. He moved on happily ever after with Shannon, and you know that's it. And we'll carry on Darcy and Stacy's story on their spinoff. But Tom's is closed and done, and we're over. Right. Just you know, whatever.
2: At least they won't be arguing anymore. <sighs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Speaking of not arguing anymore, Stephanie, Erica.
0: I know. I think we got one <laughs> they didn't episode. Argue this episode. One episode. Yeah. I was like, finally,
2: there's an episode where like, there isn't a walkout or, um, I think it's also,
1: I don't think it's a coincidence that this is also the episode where Stephanie talks the least.
2: <laughs> we, oh. Maybe that's why. Well, I think they, I think they edited this one to focus mainly on, um, Erica coming out to her parents. Mm-hmm and that that that's enough tension as it is that they didn't need to be in a fight while doing it.
0: Yeah. Agree.
2: Right? Like we we really didn't need them to like be choking each other and then when the parents open the door they're like, "Hi." <laughs> so <laughs> like you know, that, that was that was great. That was a really that was a really touching moment that when she came out and her dad was like do you want more stir fry yeah you
0: want more fried rice
2: (laughs) i did like how she's like how did you guys not know because everyone is like yeah how did you not literally a walking (laughs) rainbow like she she is a walking like colorful rainbow it's delightful but as a parent i'd be like you Mm. jive to a different you know (laughs) tune Mm. and that's okay but the mom is like i knew she's probably (laughs) like yeah the lack of like you know people that you've introduced to me, you're always dating someone, not him, you know, but who knows? And she said, mom's always know," which is pretty much true. Yeah, I think so.
0: (laughs) I think so. And that was really it. I mean, it was nice to see, it was nice to see her parents respond. I know that for some people, like it's not a big deal, like that their kids are, you know, of, of, um, I guess, I want I don't know. I want to say different, but like on the a
1: non, non-sta- a non standard orientation
0: for some people, that's like no big deal for some people. It is a big deal. And, um, the representation people had been questioning for a long time, what this first quote unquote gay couple was going to be, how it's going to be portrayed. And I think TLC sort of soft stepped into it by having these two girls who are bisexual, mm-hmm before they jump into the two homosexual men that we're going to see on the other way. So, um, the, sort of soft stepped into it. Right. And, and I think that at least they, they did a good job with this episode and, you know, showing, showing that response and, and hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be, um, you know, a good template for other parents. If other parents are having a hard time accepting their own children. So. I mean, maybe that's too much to expect. (laughs) It is a trashy TV show after all. Right.
2: Everyone's, everyone's going to be different, you know, and we, we see that uh, Stephanie still has to come out to her mother, I believe. Yes. And so, you know, that's kind of the cliffhanger for her story that we may or may not see. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, that's, that's pretty much their segment was that, that small part.
0: Yeah. So let's get into the, to the argument that heard around the world.
1: Yep. Ash and Avery. Yeah. Ash and Avery. <laughs> oh boy. So I want.
0: So so let me let me tee y'all up for this because I want to. I want this. To, this you guys to just <laughs> let your feelings roll on this. So, you know, Avery had this or Ash had this seminar that we explained last week was a TLC setup, kind of not his normal wheelhouse, and it was a really long seminar with several hours of filming that they edited down into like ten minutes, made it look like a thirty-minute seminar, made him look really, really. Um, a sexist uh, we don't know for sure how what the reality of is his actual beliefs are over uh, in in the situation but we do know that ash was kind of shook by the whole experience because it was not a good reception for him and it kind of shook him you know and it probably wasn't a good reception for him because it wasn't his wheelhouse subject and it wasn't you know, his normal setup of of seminar and he was kind of thrown into it, but it didn't go well for him. So afterwards, he's trying to talk to Avery, but Avery has her thoughts of
1: her own. Yeah. So let me, I'm going to set, I'm going to jump in here and I'm going to set this up for you for us. Right. So we're in this situation. And so what we're, what we're contrasting these thoughts against is this absolute internet pile on to Ash. I mean, I've only looked at it from the from the 90 day subreddit and the 90 day uncensored subreddit. And it's just, it's about as, as vicious as you could possibly imagine the types of things that are being said about Ash. And I want to put that aside for the moment, but let's just take a moment and sort of frame where each person is coming from on this, right? As you know, Katrina, as you described, Ash has had this kind of disastrous seminar. He He wasn't prepared. He appeared out of his depth. I think in in his mind, he knows that he flubbed some stuff and it's going to be probably edited in a way that's not favorable to him. So it's not it's not simply that he had a an embarrassing situation. He embarrassed himself in front of his American girlfriend. He his professional brand and his professional reputation is very much in jeopardy because he knows this is going to be seen by millions of people across the world. And kind of this career he's built up for himself as, a, as someone with insights on relationships and something to offer could, could essentially disappear overnight once this airs. And that's a very stressful situation for somebody to be in. You see the guy drives an Audi. He's, he's accustomed to a particular lifestyle. And this is kind of what he staked his, his career trajectory onto. And so to and to an extent, he's he's dealing with the anxiety that that could all come to an end, and so that's kind of the space where he's coming from. And Avery, at least the way it's it's portrayed to us on the on the show, she really just wants to go after him for some of the things he said. Right? She doesn't um perhaps hold to the views that he expressed, and so you know, and and for Ash, right, he kind of feels like his expertise and his his, his, his ability to contribute in a meaningful way to the world is under threat. And now Avery's coming at him attacking it even more. So he's got the stress of his what's going to happen with his career. He's got the frustration of having really effed up something significant for him. And now he's got somebody who, for him, he wants to go to for support Someone to show him love and concern and compassion. He, he needs a soft place to
0: land as this his girlfriend. He needs his girlfriend to be his soft place to land to be yeah. his support system.
1: And instead, she's she's just she's just perpetuating the pile on, perpetuating the um, the attack. Yeah, she's on pro- him. she's
2: prolonging that situation. So he's already worked up and flared up from, as he says, miserably failing. You know, his ego is broken. And she just you know, piled regardless on. if she was already holding things back because she felt it was never the right time, she actually picked the worst time ever to unload all of her thoughts. Like this whole this whole season has been her being suspicious of him, poking at him, asking probing questions, interrogating him, over things she had over things she had no material proof to go on. I don't don't like that you're available to your customers all the time. That's his business model. Mm -hmm. Before you met him, that was his business model. Mm -hmm. If you didn't like that, if it didn't jive with you, then you had no business, you know, trying to get into a relationship with him. Yeah. Like, all these things I feel like she knew before. And I I guess I don't understand why she was just... Like, she acted shocked the entire season Like, oh, my God, you have 60 text messages. And I'm like, and you know what he does for a living. Those are 60 people that are giving him money so that he can have his lifestyle that I'm pretty sure you enjoy, too. Right. So it's like, (laughs) you know, Ash is not poor. He's not starving. He's not struggling. He has no need to depend on Avery to get to the United States at all. So that's not even a power that she has.
1: No, he has something called the Visa Waiver Program. He can go to the U.S. whenever the hell he wants.
2: Exactly. He could have came to her. She says she risks her job and all this bullshit and her, you know, her, um, her livelihood. I I don't know how, but, you know, but he
0: could have easily came to meet her. Right. Mm -hmm. Which we know he does after the filming ends. He goes and sees her a couple of times, but one thing we also know and I'll we can get into this in a minute is by the time the tell all films as of you know this weekend they broke up they broke up like maybe a week before the tell all
1: mm-hmm, so right. we'll get into that so, once once yeah. we're done with this and so another thing that we see is Avery does the thing where it's not a it 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 it, it morphs from being about this is you know I was upset by things you said at this Seminar to hear the ten things I'm frustrated with you about that I'm just going to throw at your face right now. It's not about the thing; it's about the ten things underneath the thing. And she's really just dumping on the guy, and he's what he what all he needs is like like a shoulder to cry on figuratively. I don't think Ash is much of a crier, um, you know. And so it's just it's creating this cycle where they're they're starting to to talk past each other. But the thing here that I think is worth kind of and this is not to endorse necessarily ash's views i think i'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say that ash is a raging misogynist like people are saying online i think ash tends to view the world in cliches and in cliched terms um and i think you know that, that that can come off in a especially if it's edited in a in a particular way it can come off looking like the way it, the way it did um but anyway let's put that aside Avery is very seems extremely entitled to having her concerns addressed. Right in that moment, she doesn't seem to to feel to like get
0: that that's not the right time to <clears throat> yeah, that, excuse me that her,
1: that her at that, at that moment the bet it's her it's her job as the partner to be a comfort for somebody who's clearly suffering because if you just watch the situation objectively you know he's suffering and for her to say you know what I'm frustrated by what he said. But he's suffering right now. Let me put my needs aside, comfort him, get him back to a place where he's feeling OK. Then we can talk about those things and then I can kind of get to the bottom of, of of some of this. But, you know, we have to sort of shuffle needs around right now. But she didn't know she she felt absolutely entitled to have her concerns met with right then. And if and if he didn't have the emotional bandwidth to to give that to her, she's going to go pile on even further. And that's kind of where it opens in this episode when they're on, I guess they're by his Audi mm-hmm. and like, she's sitting on a little let little Ridge.
0: And he like wants to just take off because he's so hurt and he's frustrated and yeah. stuff. What I think is interesting too, is like, okay, so the three of us have the same view on it. We're watching this mm-hmm. and we're going, Oh shit. She's being kind of a selfish bitch. Cause yeah, she may have, she has legitimate issues with his views, mm-hmm. but now is not the right time. To be discussing exactly. him because he is our, you're kicking him when he's down when he, you know, you, you've got these conflicting needs. He needs this. She needs this. But which one, you know, is the better partner, right? Like we're looking at it from that point of view, which we apparently are the only people in the world who have these views because you look at this online, you look at the social media reaction. Everybody's like, Ash is such a misogynistic asshole who's a terrible partner to Avery. And we're looking at it and going, no, Avery's kind of being a dick Right now. And and I don't know if that's colored by, you know, other things. I mean, I think what he said in the seminar did not
2: sit well with a lot of people. Yeah. And Understandably. We were, we were still emotionally high on that to where we mentally sided with Avery, but... Like aside from the topic that he talked about in the seminar that was set up anyways, (laughs) wasn't a seminar that he had planned anyways. The the it was how she responded to the situation that I find the fault to be on her part. She had a chance to let him calm down. I don't know. Have dinner. I don't know. Do stuff. Do adult stuff. I don't know. Calm down. And then bring up the topic slowly and make sure he's ready to talk about it. Like sometimes people need a little bit of time to process. He's probably thinking, what the fuck did I just do or say? And then if she's sitting there, you know, poking at him with the pitchfork going, oh, my God, you said that. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. He's going to
2: walk away. He's going to be done. He's going to be fed up, you know, and he's not going to answer the hard questions that you have at the moment
1: there's something to the zeitgeist of the moment that I feel like is at play here, right? So the way we, the, way the seminar is portrayed, Axe comes off as someone with some perhaps antiquated views of male-female relationships, which seems to be a signal to, shall we say, the less thinking parts of the internet to just complete, to cast him as in this villainous role. And I think that that's really um, inappropriate because we don't know what the full seminar was about. We don't know what the, the topic really was how it was pitched to the audience, what he said in like the other three or four hours we didn't get to see. Yeah. Um, it's, it could very well be that he was unprepared and in over and went out way over his skis and he just fell flat on his face. I, I tend to think that that's probably what happened.
0: But we have the advantage of knowing what we know about TLC filming and knowing how scripted the scene was, right? So We see that and we go, okay. well, even if some of this is there's some of this is true on his views that we may not agree with, we we know that there's this component of being faked. Right. And and we're not holding necessarily those views against him. And it seems like a lot of people are seeing that and going, oh, he's this raging misogynist. Therefore, he doesn't deserve to have any room in this relationship to be a, a wounded partner. Even though exactly. the two don't – should not be equated, right? It's a false equivalency in my opinion, but
1: – Oh, so, sure, sure, of course. You can feel bad for the guy without endorsing his views even if, if you think they're exactly,
0: bad. Exactly, exactly. And, and, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. It t- setting aside his views, which may absolutely be misogynist, they may be completely sexist, they may be ones that you absolutely don't agree with, but does that mean that as a partner – avery should not have supported him in that moment when he was feeling hurt and down Mm -hmm. and you know his whole professional like outlook on you know things is is Mm -hmm. is being risked and he's you know like he he's not you know maybe he's not a crier but you know if he was this would be a situation in which i would be crying because oh my god i just Mm just fell flat on my face and my professional realm like that is that's a harsh situation to be in and avery was not supportive of the fact that he just did that
1: yeah and so i want to i want to touch on some other aspects to how this has been reacted to because what we see later in the episode is that you know they go back to the airbnb where they're staying and the argument appears to have not settled down over the intervening course of an evening right you know, well, they, we're
2: missing something. Yeah. Like I feel like we missed another argument that happened
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> before they started filming again. Right, but what we what we can see is that things haven't calmed down. Like Avery hasn't hasn't um, backed off her her defense her kind of aggressive stance, and Ash hasn't been able to adequately communicate to her. Um, I think because he feels kind of under attack. He feels like he needs to defend himself, but also he hasn't been able to sort of convey to her, look, I need something different from you right now. And you're not giving it to me. So we we go in and things are getting a lot more heated and escalated. And Ash kind of loses his temper and, and leaves, right? So this is where I want to pick up and because what I've seen a lot of online and you guys can tell me what you're seeing on on, on Instagram and Facebook. But on Reddit, for example, there are a lot of posts saying, "Oh, Ash is such an abuser. Oh. Avery's going to wind up in a women's shelter. He's such a raging narcissist and a gaslighter." And all all of this all of the terms uh, terms de jour,
0: gaslighter, yeah, narcissist, <laughs> and abuser yeah. are the favorite words that, that people like to use on this yeah. show.
1: So I want to I want to make a few observations that that show me that this that people really have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> so we start, we start, when we, when we, when we start seeing them, we see that Ash is kind of off in a way. Maybe he was walking like around the hallway. He was trying to create some distance. When they, when they show us him trying to re-engage with Avery, he's very reluctant because there's like a, there's like a love, like a sofa with a chaise. It kind of creates a square in this living space. He's,
0: he's physically creating a barrier between
1: them. He's kind of hiding behind the island on on the kitchenette. He doesn't want to enter the space where Avery is. He wants to keep some distance there. He's very reluctant to enter that space. And all and he does to try to show to maybe try to engage to try to show he's willing to listen. But eventually as as it gets heated he he backs off again. So there's a there's a very much on his part a desire to create space to get away from the conflict, which is extremely healthy. That's what you're supposed to do. If you have a heated conflict where you can't resolve it. It is perfectly okay to exit, create space and time between the two people to where your emotions can calm down, where you can try again. Right. Mm-hmm. But people are saying that he's, he actually is not an abusive guy. If he's trying to actually exit a conflict and, and get away from it. Yeah. I
0: you don't can, get where like, the abuser comments are coming in because it was, a, it's because he, he
1: raised his voice. It, you know, he's
0: not letting Avery speak <laughs> as much as she wants to speak. I'm not sure, but
1: yeah, you know, but let's like, contrast this with Jeffrey and Varya. I know we're not supposed to talk about Jeffrey, but think about that scene where he's sitting around the table with her Russian friends and he finds out that she's been talking to other Americans, right? When he finds out, he stands up, right? So he so he goes from a place where he's sitting, he looks like this, and he essentially doubles his size in relation to Varya. He then comes into her space, mm-hmm. points his finger at her, Raises his voice and is very confrontational, mm-hmm. right? That's very aggressive. That's an aggressive action right. against right. somebody. It's so bad that the, that the male friend who she brought with feels like he needs to stand up to signal, you know, that that he needs to, that Jeffrey needs to back off. See that that's an aggressive action. Mm-hmm. Ash didn't take any aggressive actions. Instead, he tried to to distance himself as much as he could so that he could exit the conflict. So when people say that. That Ash is being abusive, you you kind of don't know what you're talking about. You have to look <laughs> at at his at his at his patterns of, of of action. He's trying to exit the conflict. He's trying to get away so that the tension can be lowered. is is how is how I read uh and interpret that. And it's really important to really to kind of hammer this home. Like I'm really I have a very big problem with people throwing around terms like narcissist, gaslighter abuser because those those terms exist
0: just because you don't like somebody or somebody is an asshole doesn't make them a narcissist they could just be an asshole and i think what happens here is that agents um sorry no agency that's you that's me your thoughts okay your thoughts on this i mean i think i think are absolutely you know on point and and i think what's happening here is people didn't like ash Right. They, like they, they don't like his views expressed at the seminar. And so they are jumping all over him for whatever, anything. And they're using that any reason they can to, to attack him and mm-hmm. to make an argument where perhaps there is not one. And, right. and, and I mean, I know I personally have been the subject of, you know, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, hatred and vitriol and people have said things about me and, and, and so I get it. I, maybe I get it from that perspective that, You know, you may not like me and that's fine, you know, but jump all over me for something that's not necessarily a thing. That's where I get a little bit, whatever, but you know, enough about me. I don't want to make this about me.
2: Well, we're, we're going, we're going on just a few snippets. Like I think his
0: whole segment was probably like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality, And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. Of a chopped up uh, seminar that was using
2: material from a much larger seminar. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they ever gave the chance to, like, I don't know, address that. Like, I don't know. But the whole thing just is just a mess like i honestly feel bad for like you know this is his career yeah and his career is like being set on fire because i think he's used to working individually Mm -hmm. one-on-one with people and he's also probably used to people coming with a problem Mm -hmm. to help them problem solve through it not just talking to people about how to get love a languages, <laughs> right? How they how to find Mister Perfect, and um, we should we should actually make a separate podcast to talk about feminine and <laughs> masculine thing because we we'll talk too much about it if we go into it now. Well, that's a but, that's a good
0: that's a good uh, segue into you know some some additions and changes we're going to be making to our Patreon here soon. Um, and that we're going to be doing additional content and, and additional tiers. And um, our content might span away from all just reality show discussions and might go into other things on our Patreon. So, um, right. So stay tuned because I think we'll make we can make a more formal announcement because that's fine. What's that's more firmed up. But but that might be a good place for such a discussion to occur. These deep dives, yeah.
2: (laughs) We want you to choose to listen to these deep dives.
0: Right. (laughs) People are, like, tuning in to hear, you know, let me hear the tea. But let me give you guys a little bit of tea on Ash and Avery. And I think, Hanakawa, you have some as well that came out from the um, tell-all. I know that I can tell you that – so Avery (laughs) – so from what I've seen, and I, and I I think you have seen some too, um, Hanakawa is actually – we've actually seen some video footage from the, the tell-all. And, again, we you know, as with all the tell-all team, we don't know how it's ultimately going to end up edited. Um, although some of our content may come from editors. we You know, I'm not going to spill my, you know, sources on this. But w- what we have heard about what occurred was – Avery comes into this, um, into the tell all plain victim. They had just broken up. Keep in mind that they had just broken up maybe a week to a couple of days before this filming, you know, week to a couple of days, depending on which party you ask, but they broke up and it's not been pretty. And they'd broken up several times actually. And, um, There had been some stuff that had happened and Avery came in playing the victim, trying to get everybody on her side. And of course, you know, just like we discussed with Ash, Ash is the bad guy with these misogynistic, you know, sexist views. He deserves everything he gets, blah, 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 blah. And so the girls sort of come after Avery. But then by the end of the tell-all, they are actually against Avery. They see Avery for, I guess, sort of the best way to put it is who she is. And they don't necessarily believe everything that she is saying and they kind of tend to support ash a little bit more or or even if they don't support ash they don't necessarily support avery um so there's some um element of of you know cast ganging up on her and then coming to see by the end of the tell-all oh well maybe she's not who she portrays herself to be very interesting yeah (laughs) yeah So, so some interesting stuff there um you know we'll see how that plays out i have uh before we move into self-quarantine edition um i do have some some tell-all tea about stephanie and erica which is um kind of this is hot piping tea is that uh, they are barely on speaking terms like uh, um in real life and on the tell-all it's it's not pretty you guys and um, uh
1: oh i just felt i just felt the singe that was a little I, s- I
0: spilled that on, on you, on you. <laughs> yeah.
1: It might
2: be piping, but it's not shocking. No, like, yeah, Erica. The way their episodes go, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I don't think they would be on speaking Well, a lot Star. of you guys are
0: asking, are they still together? And, and not only are they not together, but they're not even speaking to each other. And that continues, this sort of an- antagonistic fighting with each other it continues throughout the tell-all, and it's ugly between them. (laughs) Um, So that will be interesting. Um, We already talked about the cast gangs up on Ed and, you know, hails Rose. Um, There's some argument between Ed and Rose as far as like the accuracy of what occurred after Ed comes back to the United States. Um, As far as whether they, you know, tried to get back together or not, but the, um, tea that sort of came out of this is no they are not together (laughs) um so we'll see if that continues
2: Uh, again not
0: shocked not shocking
2: (laughs) but people are asking like i think this is one of the first seasons that like
0: everyone bites the fucking dust except that we know we know lisa and Usman are married and i can tell you right but doesn't mean they're still together (laughs) um other than okay so we saw We saw Jeffrey propose to Varya and we're not really discussing them, but we don't know if if Arya said yes. I can tell you (laughs) that there is a proposal amongst these couples.
2: Do you want to hear T I might possibly have on this? Yes. The T is that she says
0: no. Oh. Ooh. Again. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait for this tell all. This might actually be one of the better tell alls <laughs> because it is filmed. and we always talk about one of the complaints we have about tell alls is they're filmed so early in the season before all this real life stuff happens. And so and the other complaint is that Sean Robinson as the host doesn't ask the right questions. <clears throat> and right. but I feel like we're gonna
2: get yes. a more hardball tell all. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank God. And
2: it's it's gonna be a little more uh, I'm gonna say the word spicier. <laughs> It's going to be I think it's going to be one of the better ones because they've been really tame. Like after the season seven of 90 Day Fiancé one where they basically had a campfire and roasted marshmallows. Like this one, I think, is actually going to start digging in and and being a good tell all. So I'm excited. I don't care if it's on Zoom, Skype, whatever the hell it was. Um like, yeah, it's going to be good.
1: <laughs> listen, season two of Before the 90 Day was mostly was individuals, individuals over Skype and then like five minutes all together. That was a good tell all.
0: <laughs> and this is one cast that I would have liked to have seen. Um, like. Um, in, in person because of how volatile that it gets. And so I don't
2: know, because I'm wondering if them being comfortable in their own places actually made them, uh, easier to either, I don't know, go after somebody or speak for themselves. Like when you're in person, sometimes, you know, you're sitting there, Mm -hmm. you got the cameras on you, you know, you've been isolated from your favorite, your favorite device, and <laughs> this one, you know, they get to, to sit in their their couch and some of them probably aren't even wearing pants. So <laughs> I would totally think that the outcome would be better.
1: <laughs> it's, it's Ed, right? Ed's the one who wasn't wearing pants. Ed
2: oh. is probably not wearing pants. I could totally see that. And I can see um, I can see Stephanie probably not wearing pants. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you know,
0: who we don't know if they're wearing pants or not. It's Jeffrey and Varia because they are not there. So they, uh, Jeffrey was uninvited from the tell all, or not invited, I guess you could say, because they
2: probably just not, not, not invited included, versus yeah.
0: invited and then uninvited. And then Varya, they asked to come, but she wouldn't come without Jeffrey. So
2: that makes sense. Like it seems like you know, despite what their ending may be, uh, rumor is that she says no, but we will see.
0: I think that who says that there was the proposal still I was talking probably about. some. What'd you say? said, "Who said that's the proposal I'm talking about?" Oh, what do you mean? I'm just saying there may be another one that that's coming. Okay. <laughs> well, that's too many
2: proposals for me to keep track of. So I'm just saying uh, I will I will see when we see.
0: <laughs> okay, and then when when we watch the tell-all, and you go, Katrina, you were right again. Then I, you know. maybe
2: I'll have to understand what what you're talking about first and then I'll come and say, if you're I'm just it.
0: saying that amongst all of these couples, there's a proposal. Yes, there is, And I'm not talking about Jeffrey and Varya necessarily. Gotcha. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, yeah. So Jeffrey and Varia. So why Varia may not be there? I mean, we know she's not there, but you're discussing why she wouldn't Gotcha. Maybe. Did you have anything else on that? on why she might not okay um agency anything else on that before we i just want to talk real quickly about the um self-quarantine edition
1: nope let's go on let's 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 get into that hot mess
0: um we just real quick um darcy and stacy try to have a spot a are a mess um darcy puts on what appear to be two completely different fake eyelashes and it's it's a hot mess when she takes her selfie with her girls and it's just a mess um that's it that's all i have to say about them (laughs) caesar and his fake 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 girlfriend and then he took a sock off and i threw open my mouth a little or a lot um your mileage may vary thoughts
2: so here's the fun thing is i missed the whole foot thing and i did not rewind to go see it
0: Good. Yeah, <laughs> I completely I, I, averted I, my eyes and I did not watch it because gross. TLC, you something, motherfuckers. Something
2: saved me. My kid wanted something. I turned and I must have missed it then. So someone was looking out for me and my eyes.
0: <laughs> and then we found you found uh, his fake girlfriend. Um, yeah, <laughs> who appears to be thirsty as hell, and we don't believe that that is real. And we also don't believe that he actually went to Ukraine and met Maria. And those pictures just magically disappeared off his phone.
2: Right. Or, or, another theory, he did go see Maria. They took pictures, but Maria wouldn't give permission for those to be used. It's another loophole, right? Yeah. So if he went all the way out there and he met her and she wouldn't, um, what would you say, like sell the pictures to TLC to show or something like that, then they can't use him anyways. magically disappeared i don't Um, don't think he actually
0: went out there and i think that this girlfriend he's allegedly having a date with that he hasn't met in real life anyway was just an online person he met i think she was just hired for the show or he pretended like he hired her personally or the show hired her that's my thought right he talks to her probably who knows we
2: haven't really investigated (laughs) that he he talks to some weird
0: agency any thoughts on quarantine edition
1: uh steven and olga's segment was very was very sweet it was, yeah, it was very sweet.
0: Yeah, it was. It was one of the most
2: realistic ones. I'm like, yep, their house looks kind of, you know, quarantine wrecked. Their kid is going running around in circles. That's that's realistic. Yeah. Yeah. She's smelling his armpits. Yeah. <laughs> I also
1: want to say that, like, I think um, to a certain degree, TLC kind of did Stephen a dirty on his season. But like between what now and the self-quarantine edition, we've kind of watched them grow and it, and they've been. They really, they've turned out to be a quite a good couple, and I'm very happy for them.
0: Good, mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, I agree. And I am still really enjoying self-quarantine edition, despite the foot thing. Um, and I'm very angry at you, TLC, for that. So quick social media roundup. <laughs> uh, previously reported on several outlets that Rebecca and Zied of uh, Before the 90 Days last season got married. And a new picture has recently surfaced of them out shopping and a fan stopped to take a picture with them. So that's sort of confirmation that he is here in the United States. Stephanie is back on social media uh, and Ash came back on social media and he came back with like an eight-minute long IGTV video on something that I honestly haven't watched. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we covered all the tell-all tea. Do you guys have anything else from social media or tell-all? Nope, I don't think so. Okay.
1: I'm watching you, 90 Day Reddit. I'm watching you.
0: <laughs> He's gonna keep you in line. I'm uh, coming
1: for you.
2: You uh, are Reddit eyes because I literally I try to go in there and I get overwhelmed or distracted by the other Reddit pages that I follow. Like, yeah, actually, there's some pictures over here. Oh, is that cake? Yeah. So <laughs> Ooh, I cannot cheat my. Ad- I can't keep my attention span in Reddit. I'm all over the place in there, so <laughs> step out.
0: We mentioned our Patreon earlier. That's fraudcast, or Patreon.com slash broadcast. I want to say hello to our new patrons that have joined, and that is Melanie, Allison, Amber, Samantha, Sarah, Jane, Stephanie, Nicole, and Andrew. And maybe Pat. I don't know if I got you last time. Pat um thank you guys that's both three dollar level and uh five dollar level you guys are amazing that's awesome um you can join our patreon and hear us talk about uh other reality tv shows we do some bonus episodes over there and we've got a lot of new stuff that's coming we have a three dollar tier or a five dollar tier you get the same content for both but the five dollar tier i will also send you a one-time gift of some broadcast stickers shameless self-promotion Hanakawa. All right. So um, the only thing i got to promote is my Instagram. So
2: you can find me at 90dayfiancé today. I always say that's where I dwell. That's where, where, where you we dwell. Place of
1: All right. <laughs> Agency? You can find me on my website, askthevisaofficer.com. Um, there's a contact form if you want to ask a question about the show. Um, or you can request a service related to your specific visa issue. If you want to talk about stuff not related to the show... Um, I lurk around on the 90 day Reddit, come find me. It's not, I have a, I have a flair that, uh, reflects who I am. So, you know, intrepid Reddit sleuths will figure it out. (laughs) Um, If you know Reddit, you know what
0: flair is and you know what all that is. It'd be easy to find them.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise I, otherwise I, uh, I hang out occasionally on the, uh, on the broadcast Patreon discord. All right, uh, thank you. And I
0: am uh, Katrina, I'm frauded by TLC on Instagram and uh Twitter, um, but I hang out mostly on Instagram. I am closing in on a hundred thousand followers, you guys, which is amazing. And I'm gonna plan a big giveaway at a hundred thousand followers. I don't know yet what that is gonna be, but um, that will be coming. Tell your friends. Uh, I also do Friday Night Live every Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. We talk about the gossip of the week, and then we move on to talking about just other stuff, anything, you know, related, anything you related to the show. We all, just for those so you know, we talk about show-related gossip in the first hour, generally the first half hour. It's not usually enough to cover a full hour, and then we move on to other topics. So if you come in late, we're talking about stuff other than the show. That is why. Um and I think that's all we got for you today. And thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you're staying safe and staying home. And we are the fraudcast, and we are dumpster diving. So you don't have to.
1: This broadcast has been produced and edited by yours. Truly art by Sarah Dottie music, written, produced and performed by Mommy. Further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants.